This is a podcast for the moments in life you say to yourself, now what? We will uncover hard topics such as fertility, infertility, the challenges it can bring to women in marriages, miscarriages, abortion, womanhood, identity, motherhood, and more. Wherever you're listening, we're so glad you're here. Now here's Kristen Comstock. Hi, this is Kristen Comstock with the Now What Podcast, and I am here with my dear friend, Tammy Stewart. Before we get started, just want to introduce you guys to the podcast. If you haven't listened before, we're here to talk about some of the challenging topics, such as things we face as women. Mm -hmm. Um, We've talked about abortion, molestation, um, fertility, infertility, things that we deal with as mothers, being mothers. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm super excited because today we're going to be talking about boundaries. Right. Um, But before we get into that, uh, can you just tell our audience, you have been on our show before, and so you're kind of acting as a co-host today instead of an interviewee. <laughs> Yay. Um, and so I'm super excited about that. But can you just tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Sure. So um, thank you for having me, first of, of all. I'm so happy to be back. I love spending time with you and talking about these things because it's so important. Yes. Um, I am a licensed clinical social worker. I have a private practice. I offer Christian-based counseling for individuals. Um, and I also have a podcast that um, is called Salty Therapy um, that I talk about some of the things that I find that comes up in my counseling business. Right, right. Um, and not everybody has the opportunity or are afraid to go to counseling. Right. So I just try to put some information out there. I love that. Mm-hmm. And it is it kind of your background is going to help us with our topic today, I think. Mm-hmm. You probably have a lot of experience in this topic of boundaries. Um, and I don't know why I'm super excited about this topic because it seems to be floating around lately. You hear a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, I have boundaries. Mm-hmm. So, and that could be a good thing, but it also could be a not so great thing or sure. an unhealthy thing. Yes. So I'm really excited about talking talking through, really, that's what we're going to be doing mm-hmm. is talking through this topic together. Um, and so what would you define as a boundary? Like, what's a boundary? When you hear somebody say, I've had to set boundaries in my life, or I've set some boundaries recently, or mm-hmm. whatever they say, what what is that? Well, so a basic definition of boundaries is it's it acts like a property line where it shows where this thing ends and this thing begins, right? So you can think about that in terms of your own property where your yard right. ends and your neighbor's yard begins. Right. But within our lives, within our relationships, we have to have similar property lines um, in order to have healthy relationships. But you're right, boundaries is a buzzword right now. It is. And it is one that um, can be used, um, well, we can talk about this in a little bit. It can be used inappropriately. Yes. Um, And and it really takes away from the value of what a boundary is. Yes. And I think you said it perfectly. It's totally been a, a buzzword as of recently Mm -hmm. with some of the I'm going to call it new age thought processes of you know really ultimately relying on yourself for Mm -hmm. 
blank, whatever it is. Correct. For I'm going to rely on myself for peace. I'm going to rely on myself for happiness. I'm going to rely on myself for whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when people, and a lot of times it's women just in, in groups that I'm in or just being out and about um, networking, and I hear people use this a lot in the work environment, mm-hmm. It it irritates me a little bit. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes it can be used as an excuse. Yes. Um, instead of really, truly healthy boundaries, which is what we're going to talk about. So let's start with the original intention. Because if you like look up boundaries in the Bible, uh-huh. it is, doesn't sit here and like say like all the things you should do to have boundaries from work or from whatever. Right. Um, what I found, and I'm interested to see what you think about this, is really the um, intention, I kind of call it the original int- intention mm-hmm. of boundaries, is a boundary between believers and unbelievers. Mm. Now, if you um, are not currently a believer, please don't <laughs> stop listening because I'm going somewhere with this. That's right. <laughs> okay. Um and as believers, I have found that there are people that have unhealthy boundaries as believers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there are healthy boundaries. And ultimately, our goal as daughters of the king um, is to bring God's news to the world. Right. I mean, that's our calling is to that's share right. his love. That's right. So that we have the opportunity to minister, minister to other people. And ultimately, hopefully, bring them to know the Lord just like we do. Correct. So what's your thoughts on that? I completely agree. That four-letter word, love, is, I think, should always be at the core of your boundaries, right? right? Um, when I think about boundaries, um, when I read about boundaries, one of the things it talks about is that values are your ultimate boundary, right? right? And, va- and part of my value system as a believer is love first and foremost because that's what jesus left us with he said love god with everything Mm -hmm. and love each other yep right um and so he didn't say love the believers right right he wants us to take his love to everybody because that's what he did right right um he didn't just associate with like-minded people right um he stepped outside of that but the values are part of what dictates the nature of what the relationship will be, what we allow to grow in that relationship and what needs to stay out of that right. relationship, right? And if we keep love at the center of that, it, it helps us to define how to move forward in those boundaries, I think. No, I, I definitely agree. And I, I would say like for the believers out there, I look I look at believers out there as like, your responsibility is to be an example. Mm-hmm. You know, you're essentially the leaders of the world. That's mm-hmm. that's how I look at We're it. We're called to be Christ-like. Yes. Right? We're to model what Jesus did as he walked on this earth. And you find and you can see that some believers will only surround themselves with people from their church body or only mm-hmm. surround themselves with like-minded individuals. Mm-hmm. Now, although... That is great. The key word is only. Mm-hmm. That's Because right. then at what point are we out there being an example and showing the love of God? You know, like how many people are there out there that have never even had a hug mm-hmm. or never in their lifetime experienced what real 
true, godly, God-ordained love looks like. Right. And if we're only surround, like, mm, well, I can't hang out with you because, <laughs> you know, doing some kind of iffy things. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other believers that fully engulf themselves in the world that's like, oh, <laughs> you believe in God? Right. Didn't know that. Right. <laughs> Based on what I saw last night. Right. Um, right. That's so, so true. Um, and I think about, I think about people who have gone, have been around other believers um, and maybe have been hurt by them, have mm-hmm. a history of church hurt, have a history of being hurt um, in the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. in the name of God. And then if other, if people like you or myself are not out there loving on these people, encouraging these people, befriending these people with healthy boundaries, of mm-hmm. course, um, how are they ever going to know that the, that hurt was not the will of God? Right. Right? How are they ever going to even begin a healing process? Um, because unfortunately, there are a lot of people who don't have an intimate relationship with with the Lord. Right. And, and they base their decisions off of what us as human beings do or don't do, right. say or don't say. Right. Um, so we have to be really careful about that. And it is such a fine line. And then I think God does tell us as a believer who he's calling us to. Yes. Like there's different times in our life where, like, for example, myself right now, I am mm-hmm. not involved in any major volunteer type situations at church. Mm-hmm. And I know it's because the season that my husband and I are walking through is not a season where I have very much to pour out to other people. Mm -hmm. Now I am serving just on a very, very small level. Right. And I believe that's okay in this season. Yes. There's been other seasons, and you know, because we've done some of this together, Mm -hmm. is being on the women's ministry team and doing that and doing um, outreach in the Mm -hmm. local community and just being really, really involved. Mm -hmm. And that's just not my season right now. So I also believe God calls us in different seasons at different times to impact different people. Yes. Agreed. And that's a boundary you're practicing, right? You're practicing that boundary for your health spiritually, for the health Mm -hmm. of your marriage. Right. And yeah, absolutely. So we have to be tuned in. We've got to be in the word. Right. So that we recognize the voice of God and we've got to be asking Holy Spirit, you know, is just because it's the right thing to do doesn't mean it's the right thing for me to do. Right. Right. Right now. Right. Um, it may have been six months ago, but now God's calling me to something different. But we've yeah. got to be able to recognize his voice. So before we move on to kind of, and I love the conversations we're going to be having because mm-hmm. we're going to be going through a lot more scripture than we have in our past podcasts mm-hmm. just because the type of conversation we're having. Yeah. But um, I'm going to read a scripture and then we're going to go on to one of the main scriptures you and I really felt like were so awesome. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to do is read John 15, 18 through 21. And y'all know I love the passion <laughs> translation. So <laughs> that's what this is. Um, just remember When the unbelieving world hates you, they first hated me. If you were to give your allegiance to the world, they would love you and welcome you as one of their own. But because you won't align yourself with the values of this world, they will hate you. 
I have chosen you and taken you out of the world to be mine. So remember what I taught you, that a servant isn't superior to his master. And since they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. And if they obey my teachings, they will also obey yours. They will treat you this way because you are mine. And they don't know the one who sent me. And I just love that because that really kind of goes hand in hand with what we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. The healthy boundaries and God's original intention for us to be um, united with one another as believers in Mm -hmm. the Lord and to spread his word Mm -hmm. and love um, and not be so engulfed in this world that we get lost ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Can I can I add as because as you were reading that and and I was reflecting on what you were saying, um, I I realized that there are going to be people who may be listening who might misunderstand. Mm. We're not here saying that as believers we're better than anybody. Mm. We're not saying that we have all of the answers. Right. Right. We're aligned with the one who has all the answers. Right. Right. Um, and we seek him for guidance and wisdom. Um, but we do know a savior mm-hmm. and, and that doesn't make us better than it mm-hmm. doesn't make us above anybody, but we want to share that love and we want to share that truth with others. Yeah. Um, and there is a spiritual warfare that we fight. And so that's the importance of boundaries is that we don't get pulled into a direction that mm-hmm. misaligns us with our faith and our relationship with God. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So the boundaries are not because we think we're better than or we're being condescending. Right. Because I know I know there's an enemy out there that would like somebody out there to believe that. And that's yeah. not true. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. And that's absolutely. why we're here. No, I think that's so good. I was, and, and yes, thank you for bringing that up. Because specifically, I was talking to the responsibility of believers. Yes. And you're absolutely right. We're, we're not saying we're better. But I want to hold believers accountable for, for what sure. they should be doing. And I know I fault at it all the time. So, yes. again, not saying I'm perfect either. Right. Um, so I think that's a really, really good point. Right. I didn't even honestly think about that when we were talking about this the other day. I but, know. yes, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're going to move on to James 4, 1 mm-hmm. through 10. And I'm going to read 1 through 6 in the Passion Translation. Okay. And we'll kind of stop at some points. Mm-hmm. So verse one says, what is the cause of your conflicts and quarrels with each other? Doesn't the battle begin inside of you as you fight to have your own way and fulfill your own desires? And just starting at, stopping at verse one, um, it really talks about our first boundary. If we're not careful, we can put against God mm-hmm. or with him, depending on what we do. Because mm-hmm. ultimately our ways... <laughs> err on the side of selfishness sure um or can err on the side of selfishness if sure. we're not careful yes um and so I, I see that as like a caution of like don't shut me out don't right create a boundary for yourself and against me as your lord mm, i love that um and then verse two says You, jealousy, want what others have, so you begin to see yourself as better than others. You scheme with envy and harm, others to selfishly obtain what you crave. That's why you quarrel and fight. And all the time you don't obtain what you want, 
because you won't ask God for it. And if you ask God, you won't receive it because you're asking with corrupt motives, Mm. seeking only to fulfill your own selfish desires. Wow. (laughs) Talk about accountability if you read that for yourself. That's truth put right there in front of your face. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And we can avoid that. But it's not gonna. Those are destructive boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. That avoidance. Um, but there's real truth there that we have to be honest with ourselves about, right? Check ourselves with. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't tell you how many times I'm like, Lord, can you please just whatever? Uh-huh. And then it doesn't happen. I'm like, Yeah, he probably didn't. I didn't need that, or I didn't. That wasn't for me, or you know, whatever. That's, and we have to trust him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, and then verse four says, you have become spiritual adulterers who are having an affair and unholy relationship with the world. Don't you know what flirting with the world's values places mm. you at odds with God? And I, that just goes back into our first boundary. If we look at the, you know, we've talked about vertical and horizontal relationship mm-hmm. with God. So if we look at that, vertical relationship with God and that's the one that feeds all of our other relationships Mm -hmm. well if we're putting a boundary blocking that vertical relationship from taking place then we're also blocking all the other relationships from what God could feed into it because that vertical relationship isn't feeding the other ones like it's supposed to yes yeah that speaks to the to the vine and the branches right that if we're not abiding in him, if we're not t- uh, connected to right. him, what do we have to right. feed out? We die off. Right. Right? And we don't have anything to offer to the people in our lives. Yeah. No, it's so true. Mm. Um, I love God's word. Is this speaking to you? <laughs> yeah, I love God's word. Um, and then I'm going to just finish reading five and six. Mm-hmm. Um Does the scripture mean nothing to you that says the spirit that God breathed into our hearts is a jealous lover who Mm -hmm. intensely desires to have more and more of us, but he continues to pour out more and more grace upon us. Mm -hmm. For it says, God resists you when you are proud, but continually pours grace out when you are humble. Mm. So that's verse six. Yes. Um, and then you have verse seven through 10, and that's in the message. In the version. message. Yes. Okay. I love this. It says, So let God work his will in you. Yell aloud no to the devil and watch him make himself scarce. Say a quiet yes to God, and he'll be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin, purify your inner life, quit playing the field. Hit bottom and cry your eyes out. The fun and games are over. Get serious, really serious. Get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way you'll get on your feet. I just, the idea of that humbling, that Mm -hmm. humility that you talked about, allowing that to bring us Mm -hmm. to a point of submission onto our knees before our very creator who loves us with a love we can't even begin to comprehend. Yeah. Um, And letting that, that that's the very thing that will bring us up onto our feet that will sustain us. Mm -hmm. I just think that's so powerful. Yeah. And I think it's almost like a, um, 
like a sifting almost mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Y- if you're humbling yourself in that way, you have no other choice but to get rid of your selfish desires mm-hmm. before you come to the Lord. Yeah, you have to come to the end of yourself, mm-hmm. right? And you talked about earlier, if we have unhealthy boundaries, it's we're trying to yes empower ourselves. We're trying to in our own strength. We're trying to call the shots and set whatever instead of looking to God to help us, right? right? And again, we have to abide in him. We have to know his voice and recognize his voice um, because he's not going to send us in a direction um, that he may challenge us for sure. And, and we may become uncomfortable at times, right. but ultimately he loves us, right? right? And and one of the things that First uh, Samuel 26, 24 talks about um, it refers to a value in that scripture, and it's the Hebrew word for to make large, to lift up, or to magnify. Mm. Well, who are we magnifying? Who right. are we glorifying? It's God, right? right? And so those value systems, which help us to set our boundaries, ultimately should be in place to glorify right. Him. Right, Yeah, so that leads me to my next question. Mm. Uh, we're going to talk about healthy boundaries, unhealthy boundaries. So before we move into really a conversation of unhealthy boundaries and what that is, what would be like an example, would you say, of an unhealthy boundary? Um, so sometimes people will, I just talked about it, avoidance, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes people will put a boundary in place that um, really keeps them away from something that causes them discomfort. Um, for example, um, you're my friend, mm-hmm. um, and say you give me a call and you say, I really have to talk about something very important with you about our relationship. And immediately I get fearful because I don't want to hear what you have to say. I don't want to, I don't want to address right. what we're talking about. And so suddenly I go, you know, I can't have this kind of a relationship. I can't have this unhealthy relationship in my life. I'm deeming it unhealthy because it's making me uncomfortable that you want to have an honest conversation with me. That is barricading, if you will, right? That's putting up a wall so that um, I don't have to be uncomfortable. And the truth is, is that's an unhealthy boundary because what you want to do is elevate the relationship, elevate the friendship, and as a sister in Christ, hold me accountable, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so let's talk, let's let's start with, um, because we have a couple of things that people, what they do with unhealthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. So one of those is used to keep people out or barricade themselves Mm -hmm. in, Mm -hmm. either way. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, we can use those boundaries to essentially be self-serving, like Mm -hmm. you said. Mm -hmm. Um, And it goes back to beginning with, our original boundaries Mm -hmm. of does it ultimately serve God's purpose? Mm -hmm. And if it does, then are we not trusting someone that maybe we should? Mm -hmm. Or are we using something that they've said in accountability to say, "Mm, yeah, right. It's gonna have to stay away from you now. Right. Um, So, so I'm curious in your counseling um, career. Uh huh. How many people have you had this conversation with where every relationship, once it gets to some form of accountability, they set boundaries and walls up? 
I have, I have clients do that frequently, frequently. They deflect, they become argumentative, they begin to cry so they don't have to, you know, address. Make a joke. They may make a joke. They use humor, mm -hmm. sarcasm. Um, and it's because I, I, I say I'm kind of pushing on a bruise. You know, if you have a bruise and it accidentally gets pushed on, it hurts, right? It's sensitive. It's tender. Um, and I know when I'm getting close to a root. Mm -hmm. I know when I'm getting close to the real issue here at play because people, whoom, they, they throw up those walls really fast. Yeah. Um, and and say, oh, I don't know why we need to pull, bring that back up. I don't know why we right, need to talk right. about that, right? <laughs> well, and coming from the professional, me, then you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly why we need yes, to talk about yes. that. Yeah. So um, let's switch to unhealthy boundaries being used as weapons. Mm. I think that's a good one. Right. So, so what does that look like? It's, an, it's a passive aggressive behavior, right? Um, so an example of you weaponizing it, um, that might be cutting somebody off as a way of hurting that person. Mm -hmm. Like you've hurt me. So now I can no longer be your friend, mm -hmm. right? I've weaponized our relationship by putting up a boundary that is like you said before, it's pretty self-serving. Mm -hmm. I'm not barricading myself off, but I'm keeping you away from me. I'm punishing you for right. trying to be a good friend. I'm punishing you for, um, maybe you've just made a mistake and I'm unwilling to forgive. I'm not taking responsibility for what God's called me to do, which is to forgive. Yeah. Um, and, or to work through the process. And he gives us really clear directions in the Bible on how right. to do that. Right. Um, and instead of taking responsibility, I weaponize a boundary and go, you're no longer good for my life and I'm kicking you out. Right. What about, um, this is going to be an interesting one. I'm okay. going to ask you. Okay. What about an unhealthy boundary spiritually that you use as a weapon? So I see this as something where maybe somebody has the gift of words of encouragement. Mm. And they feel hurt by somebody or a friend and they choose to withhold that. Mm. Um, or the selfish choice of knowing that God's telling you to give somebody a word of encouragement and you withhold that out of whatever selfish, um, you know, desires that we have. So really what you're describing is disobedience. Yeah, disobedience that is what can be weaponized mm -hmm. against other people mm -hmm. that may ultimately need mm -hmm. whatever it is mm -hmm. that you spiritually have yeah. to offer. You're hearing God clearly tell you to do something and you're choosing not to do right. it because of your own personal feelings and desires right. Right. instead of trusting God sometimes we're like that person's been awful to me why would I right. why would I speak to them about that right. way you right. know um, because God has called you to do that and you have no idea God knows what the end ripple from the effect is right. that gonna we have, have to trust God in that okay so let's move on we got two more and okay. then we're gonna move to some healthy boundaries okay. um, and then we'll go from there um, what about an unhealthy boundary that we use as a crutch. <sighs> um, I kind of see this as maybe codependency. That's yes, you know, which shows maybe, up in 
a myriad of, of relationships. Yes, because a lot of times when you think boundaries, you think of dividing things. Mm-hmm. But you can also have a boundary that keeps things in. Mm-hmm. And so if we have an unhealthy boundary, let's say with our spouse, mm-hmm. where um, you know you always have to be with them and you can't do anything without them. Mm-hmm. Like, might not be the healthiest of situations. And I'll tell you that when people hear about codependency, they often think about their spouse or a significant other. Your children. Children is a big codependent issue. And we as parents, and I am a mama, so (laughs) I'm a a mama and a gee. That's what my (laughs) grandbabies call me, gee. and I will tell you that I've, I have experienced this in my relationship with my children that if I don't think they're okay, I can't be okay. Right. Whether they were little or they're now all adults, obviously married and have children because I'm a grandparent, but. Which can bring in anxiety. Oh, terrible or pa- Or like panic. Depression. Yeah. Uh, the need to control, the mm-hmm. need to make it better and fix them. And that's all wrapped up in a codependency. Which we also know none of that's from God. No, no. <laughs> so, well, I'm not trusting God with my children. I'm not surrendering my children to the one that created them, the right, one that right. knit them together in my womb. Which is a whole nother conversation. Mm-hmm. And we could talk about that for like hours. an hour. Yeah. So we won't do that. <laughs> no, okay. So moving no, on. We'll, we'll digress. <laughs> um, what about unhealthy boundaries used to manipulate or used as man- manipulation? Yeah. So, um, you know, people can make a decision. So um, somebody can say, I can do this for you, however you have to, right? Mm. Um, or I'm not will- I'm not willing to do this for you because I think that you need to learn something from this, mm. right? Um, so they may, again, withhold support, whether it's physical support or emotional support. Uh, they think they know how to, what you need. And so I'm going to put boundaries and things in place to force you to fall into line with what I think you should do. Right, right, right. That's good. I love that. And that can apply to any relationship. Any relationship. And that can even apply to our relationship with God. Oh. How many times... Have you heard somebody say, and I know I've said it, uh-huh. Lord, if you do this, I promise uh-huh. I'll do A, B, and C. That's right. Forever, for the rest of my life. And he warns us in his word not to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for good reason. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But you're But right, I listen, I'm guilty. Absolutely. I am. You know, as well. your your heart desire and you're on that. you're on human time frame and not mm-hmm. God's time frame. And you're mm-hmm. like, Lord, I will jump off this cliff right now if you blank. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. We negotiate with God all the time. Yeah. It's our flesh. So let's, because everyone's probably like, okay, wow, this is like really intense. Um, Let's switch to healthy boundaries. Um, And then we're going to go into more detail on some of these, Mm -hmm. but healthy boundaries. Okay. So I've kind of defined some key important pieces here. And I know there's a ton more, Mm -hmm. but I started with trust. Mm Mm-hmm. So like to have a healthy boundary with anyone, including God, there's trust that's been built there. Mm-hmm. Because if you trust someone and you have that boundary, you trust that that boundary is not only healthy, but will remain. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that? 
Um, I think what you said is true. I think that also if it's a healthy boundary, it will be respected, mm. right? Um, so for example, uh, you've pulled back from some of the things that you were doing in terms of ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, and as someone who's done ministry with you, um, I could be offended by that. I could personalize that. Right. Mm -hmm. But because I know, I know you hear from God, I know that it's a healthy boundary. I respect that boundary right. and I support you in that. Right? right. I don't try to come after you and go, well, you know, this is God's work. Right. And we really need you. And well, and also, and you know, not... it's for a season. So like 10 years from mm -hmm. now, I still have the same boundary up. You're mm -hmm. probably going to be like, uh, Kristen. <laughs> right. You've moved into crutch world. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We right? have a problem right. right now. And and the thing is, is I trust your relationship with mm -hmm. God. I trust that you hear from him. And I trust that you're trying to walk in obedience. Yeah. Um. And so, and I also trust that if God had something for me to share with you mm -hmm. he would put that on my heart and that we have the relationship because we have a value system we yes. have clear boundaries that we have the type of relationship yes. that i could come to you in love and say hey have have you prayed about this right, lately right absolutely and i and we're gonna go into that in more detail mm -hmm. um about women to women relationship mm, and women to topic. women boundaries. So yes. we are going to talk about yes. that. Um, and then healthy boundaries include God's design. Oh, for sure. Right? Right. Because I can't tell you how many, in particular women, mm -hmm. <laughs> I've heard say, well, I've set up some boundaries so that I can have a little bit more healthy balance in my life. Mm -hmm. And then proceeding to list the boundaries that they've set and especially the ones that um, separate them from either relationship with God or separate them from community and fellowship with other believers to mm -hmm. encourage your relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you kind of sit there and are like, you know. Right, right. And we know that that's not what God has in his plan it's not his desire right right um and so the healthy boundaries should always be pointing us back to the lord right they should always be pointing us in the direction of glorifying him magnifying him and that's exactly right it goes back to that vertical and horizontal mm -hmm. relationships mm -hmm. our horizontal relationship boundaries should encourage our vertical relationship with god mm -hmm. and if we have a healthy vertical uh, boundary system set up with our relationship with God mm -hmm. and that will naturally feed and flourish our other relationships. Yes. yes. So, um, and then the last one, which I think is so important mm -hmm. and it, it, it talks about the four letter word that you said is, um, our healthy boundaries are filled with the fruits of the spirit. Yes. We can set healthy boundaries with people and be gentle when we do it. That's right. Especially if we're changing a boundary. Mm -hmm. And I went th through this, and we'll talk about this in more detail when we get to women-to-women -women relationships, but I went through this with a friend group mm -hmm. where there was a period of time where my boundaries changed for a period of time. And I can't say I was the most graceful in doing that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but looking back at it, when we change our boundaries, our boundaries should be changed with the fruits of the spirit. Right. They're changed in love. They're changed in gentleness. They're changed 
out of faith knowing that we're trusting God and what yes. we're doing. Kindness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So what else do you think is important when we include the fruits of the Spirit with our boundaries? Well, I think for sure self-control, right? I mean, you definitely touched on love and gentleness and kindness. Self-control is an important fruit of the Spirit when, when it comes to boundaries. Otherwise, we fly with our feelings, right? Right, um, And feelings are not a bad word. Mm-hmm. Feelings are not bad. They're God gave us feelings, right? right? But when we allow feelings to control us, um, because feelings is not one of the fruits of the spirit, right? <laughs> um, self-control is. Right. And so aligning those feelings with God, checking in, asking Holy Spirit, you know, to show us and give us the 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 direction to go in. Um, and that's going to lead us to self-practicing self-control. No, and I then, you know, doing these kinds of things brings the the fruit of the spirit, which is joy. Right. Right. Um, not to say when we have healthy boundaries, we will always have, you know. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes, sometimes God asks us to set boundaries for a period of time mm-hmm. that we don't want to set mm-hmm. and we're not joyful They're about awkward. It. They're awkward, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but we have to trust that God is God. He's sovereign and he is not going to ask anything of us that is going to bring destruction, chaos, or right. confusion. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. So we're going to end... Um, with, I'm going to read Galatians 5, 19 through 23. Okay. And we're going to get to continue our conversation in even more in depth, which I think is going to get uh-huh. fun because uh-huh. we're going to talk about marriage. Okay. <laughs> That's always fun. And uh, women to women relationships uh-huh. and even boundaries with our kids and work too. Mm-hmm. So we'll continue the conversation. I so, look forward to it. Yes. Galatians 5, 19 through 23 says, The behavior of the self-life is obvious. Sexual immortality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God, which we talked about, manipulating others, um, hatred of those who get in your way, senseless arguments, resentment when others are favored, temper tantrums, Mm. that's a good one, um, angry quarrels, only thinking of yourself, being in love with your own opinions, being um, being in love with your own opinions, murder, uncontrolled addictions, wild parties, and all similar behavior. We haven't um, already, haven't I already warned you that those who use their freedom for these things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So it goes and lists like all these things that you're doing here in the world, mm-hmm. stop it. <laughs> right. And then it goes on to say, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit that's within you is divine love in all its varied expressions, joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life of full virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of the spirit Mm -hmm. and if you i know that's a different version Mm -hmm. and i love it because it's so i think it's so beautiful and Mm -hmm. passionate which Mm -hmm. is probably why it's called the passion (laughs) translation um but uh there's a couple in the amplified version in verse 22 
that um, describe it a little different that I think is interesting. But the fruit of the Spirit, the result of His presence within us is love. And it lists that as unselfish concern for others, joy, and then peace in parentheses is inner peace, Mm -hmm. which I find very interesting because it's not talking about like, oh, let's just have a peaceful environment. It's talking about the Holy Spirit that can Mm -hmm. provide the ultimate peace. The peace that passes understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, Patience. Not the ability to wait. It's not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So thank you for listening, and we will see you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Now What with Kristen Comstock. Be sure to turn on your notifications so you don't miss the next episode. See you next time.